is the Emergency Medical Minute. Hello. So I was going to talk a little bit about a very controversial topic tonight. Bicarb. Bicarb, especially in the setting of DKA. So basically, bicarb is a base and DKA is an acid state. Most people would think, let's just correct that and things will all be hunky-dory, right? So um, probably not true. Anything that, that is that simple is probably not right, right? Um, the American Diabetic Association says that for bicarbs less than 6.9, um, they have a specific regimen of bicarb, specifically 100 millimoles of bicarb over a two-hour period to normalize the pH to 7. If that first round doesn't work, then they recommend the second round. Um, so the thinking in that is that basically acidotic states decrease your ability to have an appropriate circulatory response. You'll have circulatory collapse and you'll have a cardiac arrest and have increased mortality, morbidity and mortality. So that's kind of the thinking of that. Um, however, in their own literature, they say that there is no prospective randomized controlled trials to support this thinking. So therefore, we have kind of a dogma that you know is, is probably... Um, something that we've done for a long time and is perhaps accepted, especially in the ICU, um, but is certainly questionable in its efficacy and certainly questionable in its literature background. So um, conversely, in the UK, they don't recommend bicarb at all for anything, so for any, any treatment of DKA, no matter what the pH is. So kind of a wide swing to what we're describing. Um, so I want to kind of talk about a little bit of the pathophysiology of, of you know, bicarbonate and, and the acid state. So if you have increased hydrogen ions, what does that cause your pH to do? Drops, right? So acidic state, drop pH, increase hydrogen ions. So um, if you have intracellular potassium, where does it want to go as it's a positive cation? When it goes out of the cell, so you have basically an intracellular depletion of potassium in response to this acidotic state. So the patient who's in DKA at a baseline has a potassium depletion state, even if their serum potassium that we measure is normal or perhaps even high. Um, so basically, when you get bicarb, what's that going to do? It's going to cause your pH to, excuse me, cause your potassium to drop even further, right? So it's going to drive it intracellular. You'll have decreased extracellular potassium therefore increased risk of dysrhythmia. Blah. Anyway, um, so basically that's one reason to not give bicarb. can mess with your potassium. You always have a potassium depletion state. So by giving a lot of fluids, we're already going to lower that potassium. And then, you know, if you don't replete it, then you're having increased risk of dysrhythmias primarily. Um, secondly, bicarb actually slows the clearance of ketones and increases transiently the precursors to ketones. So it can actually transiently increase your ketones with use of bicarb. And finally, uh, bicarb can, in theory, cause elevated CSF acidosis. So if your CSF uh, is more acid, you're more likely to have altermentation and increased coma with decreased neurologic outcome. So those are kind of the three reasons, at least in theory and in some studies that have shown that we really don't want it to be, be giving bicarb for this reason. So um, the, the problem is, you know, obviously these are difficult patients to test in a randomized controlled fashion. So whenever we are thinking about giving bicarb, and there's probably three instances that it's appropriate to give it in DKA, you should give it if they're in DKA and they're in arrest. 
they're already dead, so you're not going to make anything worse. So if there is some benefit to it, that will be helpful. Um, then that's a good reason to give it. If they are hyperkalemic, and you want to drive the potassium in in the setting of DKA with a dysrhythmia. So same thing we would do for any other potential dysrhythmia with hyperkalemia. And then finally, the last reason that you would want to do it is if you have a patient who is hypotensive despite all pressors and all appropriate resuscitation measures um, and they're in DKA, that may be another reason to give it because the circulatory collapse presumably from the acidotic state. Emergency Medical Minute is and always will be about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.